a lot of people say to me with these stories, yeah, but you're somebody different, Phil. You've studied this mm. all your life. Mm. I say, not true, not mm. true. This happens to all of us. It's our birthright. Mm. All of us have intuition. Mm. All of us have this ability to connect with something outside of ourselves. We just need to believe that we can, and we just need to follow the breadcrumbs. I noticed you talked about uh, Joe Dispenser. A term he uses sometimes is to follow the breadcrumbs. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Shift with Shibra. I'm your host, Shibra Benetti. And on these episodes of Shift with Shibra, we dive into conversations that nourish our mind, body, soul. And on today's episode, it's definitely something that I think would be really, really interesting for everyone out there. So please, please do stick around and tune in and, you know, listen to this episode or watch this episode, whichever one way that you prefer, because we're streaming on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and Podbean. So choose your favorite mode of listening and just tune in. And yeah, and today we're going to be talking about synchronicity. Now, this is kind of an off a slight different tangent to wellness. I mean, up until now, I've been talking to a lot of wellness practitioners about a specific modality and this is a little bit more uh, deeper as a conversation topic. And today we're speaking with someone who has literally studied synchronicity and written a PhD on it. Synchronicity is what some people might define as coincidence. It might be things that, oh, this just happened to me. It was just a coincidence. And it's actually what Dr. Philip Mary is going to be talking about. Are these, these are the signs that essentially is basically like the law of attraction that is happening for you. And a lot of it is basically, you know, listening to your intuition. Your intuition is going to be there whether you're listening or not, but it's listening to your intuition and really seeing those signs. And he's going to be talking about some of the keys of synchronicity as well and how you can apply it to your life. And I mean, I could just go on, but it's really answers from life answers from the universe how to have better relationships how to how to really get the things that we want and i know that for a lot of us i one of the reasons i wanted to have this conversation as well is that i think in, especially during covid times for me and for a lot of people around me being in this situation where so many things are uncertain we've developed a new norm of the operation of life and a lot of the times i sort of just wondering when things are going to return. But at the same time, a lot of the other issues that we've always been faced with, you know, is this where my life is going? Is this what I want to really be doing? Is this the right person for me? Or is this the right job for me? Or is this, you know, am I doing the right thing doing this? You know, we're always faced with these questions on a daily basis. And a lot of the times I feel as well, we are operating on sort of autopilot where we just get up at the same time you know, we get up from the bed the same way, we go do the same thing in the washroom, we go do the same routine in the morning, and we're sort of on autopilot and we're not necessarily really cued in because I think perhaps for some people, if not for many, I mean, I'm going to just speak from experience, and I'm trying to work really hard on this, is to wake up and just make sure that my brain doesn't go, okay, these are all the things that I need to get done today. Oh my God, there's so many things I need to get done today. Like that, it shouldn't necessarily be that. And then I'm just doing everything else on autopilot, but my brain's going, I need to do all of these things and I need to, and I'm not being in the present moment and being present with 
myself and the actions that I'm committing. And a lot of the time, synchronicities happen in the present moment. So I'm really, really excited that we have the expert on this topic of synchronicity today on the show. He's the founder and CEO of Philip Mary Consulting Group. He's Dr. Philip Mary himself, a global leadership consultant, a coach and a speaker for over 30 years and in over 62 countries. He's focusing on team excellence, cultural intelligence, spiritual fulfillment and mindlessness, which unfortunately we did not get to cover this time, but in another conversation in the future, we will be covering mindlessness. Philip is the only person in the world with a grounded theory in PhD in leadership and synchronicity. And he's going to show us how we can take advantage or how to identify synchronicity to improve our life and our overall wellness. So I'm very, very excited for you to be on today's conversation with me and Dr. Philip Mary. Please tune in, please like, please subscribe, please share this episode, subscribe to our channel and comment in the comments below about the synchronicities that have happened in your life. We're always up for hearing more information. Get in touch with Philip as well. Write to him about synchronicities that have happened in your life after you listen to our conversation today. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Well, thank you, Dr. Philip Mary, for joining us today on Shift with Shivra. I think for our listeners, I think it would be really just great if you could just tell us a little bit about what you do now and then how it all happened you know how did you find or found synchronicity how does it work what i do now because this is interesting so what i do now is synchronicity but other things too how did i find it and how does it all happen well i've been 30 years in singapore from the uk originally i've been 40 years a leadership trainer and consultant 10 years before that, I was a marriage counselor, family therapist. So how it all happens is that our lives flow from the events and the things that happen in our lives, they flow. So in terms of synchronicity, I always, in my work, I keep up with any latest trends, any latest things that are happening. But also, Subra, the important thing is that you keep your life's work close to things that you do and close to who you are. And so I noticed over the years, synchronicity was happening to me a lot. And let me explain what I mean for your listeners by synchronicity. Yeah. All of us experience synchronicity, yeah. meaning that you have an experience in your life where right. something turns up out of the blue, answering an issue or a problem or an issue that you may be wanting to focus on. It can be as simple as I want to decide whether I go to Australia or Bali for my holiday. And then the following day, you keep seeing these adverts for Bali. And right. then, you see an ad then you see an advert saying, times are difficult in Australia at the moment. So it's like the universe or life gives back to you a reflection of answers to the questions that you have. So how did I start this? Well, synchronicities just get happening more and more and more in my life, which led me personally to then ask my clients, do you have this happening to you? Which they applied in the affirmative. And so I, I got into it in more depth. Okay. Okay. And then you basically explain the concept of synchronicity, essentially where is it right to say that maybe most people sort of term it as coincidences and that leads them we call to... It, 
Yeah, we call it many things, Subra. We can mm. call it coincidence, it's called happenstance, it's called serendipity, it's called synchronicity. All of these have slightly different meanings. Mm. But basically, the term given by Carl Jung, Dr. Carl Jung, the psychotherapist, who was the one who spoke about and wrote about synchronicity more than anybody else, it is when an internal feeling or thought matches an external event. And the issue is that okay. the event, the event has to have meaning. Yes. So if you, how can I put this? If you wanted to go to Bali, let's do that again, Bali or Australia, and something came up saying Bali is a good place to go, that's just a coincidence because mm. it didn't have any meaning for you. You weren't looking for a holiday. So things that turn up that give an answer to how to go forward is just a coincidence. Mm. But a synchronicity is when it has a meaning for you in that it answers a specific question that you're currently facing. Okay, so then can you tell us what synchronicity encompasses? Encompasses in terms of, it's a very simple thing. Yeah. And, and a lot of people try and make it complicated, but it's literally when what you're thinking and an issue in your life could be conscious or subconscious, something you're actively thinking, you know, I need $500 to pay for my daughter's school uniform. And a check appears of $500 given to you by an uncle. That's mm. a simple thing. Mm. Or it can be, I'm wondering what to do with my life in terms of I'm not happy in the current job, I really am interested in people. Mm. And then suddenly you see an advert for a training course on becoming an HR manager and it grabs your attention. So there can be small specific things yeah. or there can be bigger general areas in your life. So a lot of people try and make it complicated. It's not complicated. Okay. It's when stuff comes your way that answers a question that you have. Now, mm. In terms of what constitutes synchronicity, what I haven't said is that I did a PhD in synchronicity. Yes. Mm, yes. And, and I'm the only person still in the world who did a grounded theory PhD in synchronicity and leadership. And obviously I had to delve into many different areas. So it's to do with psychology, it's to do with sociology, it's to do with quantum physics, it's to do with cosmology, yeah. it's to do with biology. So what I did was gather together a range of specialisms that give some answer to it. But I'm very, I can go into the depth. Yes, please what do. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know more. Also, but it's also important to make it simple. Yes, yes. I mean, all of those areas touch on phenomenon that explain why things turn up in your life that you're thinking about. Okay, okay. And if, if you, in your research, can you give examples on each of those areas of analysis that you were looking at those different like when you're talking yeah, about biology. there are there are unanswered questions mm. or concepts in all of those topics that point the way towards synchronicity and obviously that's something that i need to understand because when i'm teaching leaders i teach leaders all over the world i've run training events in 62 countries since i last talked to you i did a session in zimbabwe oh nice so i've been in 62 countries so leaders need to understand tell me what this is all about now we can go into our mind mm. and think about it and talk about it but i always try and keep focused on the simplicity 
of synchronicity to help people begin to think about what are the events, what are the questions in your life mm. that are unanswered? Mm. And what are the things happening to you that point the way this way or this way or this way? Okay, so let, let's just, um, I'm very curious about this because I think, and I know this is not necessarily covered in the questions that we maybe discussed before, but I think a lot of people, especially now with COVID, wondering that because a lot of things have come to a standstill, right, in their lives. And it's forcing a lot of people to ask big questions of themselves. Who am I? Where am I going? What is my purpose in life? Because the whole like status quo or like the standard way of operating has basically changed. They're no longer going to the office as much anymore if they're allowed. Businesses have had to force everything to go online, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And a lot of people are starting to question now when I take away like the daily grind or the daily pattern of behavior. I'm faced with a lot of anxiety and also a lot of like questions. And for those who are starting to ask themselves, is this really what I want? Where do I want to go? How would they distinguish between synchronicity of essentially picking up on the clues that the universe is sort of trying to give them and or is or they're just wondering if it's just their wishful thinking and imagination? What do you mean by the universe, Subra? <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, I'm, I'm joking with you. Yeah. We use a lot of terms. People say the universe a lot. And, and I often say, so what do you say that's about? It's a great question because even that question, what's the universe trying to say to me, makes you then think, well, hang on. I use the universe a lot. What the heck does it mean? Yeah. So the bigger... Beyond all of the stuff about going online, not going to the office, the biggest question that COVID is giving to us is what matters in my life? Mm. Yes. Because it's drawn into sharp relief how we are spending our life. So suddenly, if you find you're not going to work, which is a lot of people, and not maybe sometimes giving so much attention to your job, and you feel a sense of lightness and relief, then you say to yourself, wow, that's a big lesson. I thought my job was everything, and now I find maybe I've even lost my job or my hours have been cut down, and I feel happier. Mm. So, again, I'm not going to use the term the universe. I, I prefer to say life yeah. is teaching you what really matters. Mm. If you have, God forbid, a loved one has passed on, which now I saw figures today saying, was it a million or two million yeah. have died? I think it was two million. It's definitely over a million for sure, but yeah, well, it might be two, almost two. two million. I just looked at the news this morning, two million. Now that says all over the world, all those people, actually and the rest of us too, are confronting what does it mean to die? Mm. And it's a question that all of us try and avoid. Yeah. Whereas I say, if you have faced what is the meaning of death, then you now know how to live. Mm. And so COVID is forcing us, God, awful situation to be in, but to rethink what really matters in my life what happens when I face death? Because isn't it interesting? Many people in the world are worried about dying because of COVID. Yes. 
I got tested for COVID because I had a cough. My doctor was worried. So between the testing and getting the results, the thing on my mind most was what if I die? Yeah. And so being forced to face that. So I faced it. And the synchronicity for me is I was walking by Fort Canning, you know, Fort Canning, that beautiful park we have in central Singapore. Mm. And I was at a graveyard. And remember, I'm thinking, what if I die? Yeah. Question on a lot of people's minds. And have you noticed there is no article or no interview on death anywhere I've seen? But we're faced with it. So I'm walking by Fort Canning and I out the graveyard and I begin looking at all the graveyards. And I came to one graveyard in terms of the saying on the side of the graveyard. It said, this man was loved by his friends because he lived a life of active usefulness. Okay. And it struck me and it said, okay, so we're all going to die someday. Here's an answer for me. I really want to live a life of active usefulness. Mm. And so at that point, I actually got in touch with the Ministry of Health and offered them a program on living with resilience Mm. in day to day to day. So COVID is teaching us many different things. And by the way, we'll continue to teach us many different things. I don't want to say too much about what's happening in America, but America at the moment is searching for its soul in terms of, who are we going to be? Mm. How are we going to treat those less fortunate of ourselves? What are we going to focus on, money or family and communication and community? Mm. So for all of your listeners, I'm sure that in COVID times, there are many terrible things they're worried about. Begin to just recognize, be aware of what life is asking you in your own life. What questions are the big questions in your life at the moment? For example, I've had friends who say, you know, my marriage, I was getting by in my marriage because I didn't see my spouse, except in the evenings when they came home. And now Mm. I've got to see him or her all day. And because we're together all the time, COVID is forcing us to think about the quality of our relationship. And you've got two choices. One is to improve, and the other one is maybe to split up. And couples sometimes need to split up. But very often what we're noticing is that COVID is teaching us in marriages to really focus on each other and what each other needs in life. Mm. So okay. does that give – I can't give specific answers for no, everybody. I but I just say in COVID time, be aware mm. of what you're thinking about and then look around you. What are some of the answers coming up? And how would you define or how would you know that the answers are truly because of, and I think that's the thing is like for people to distinguish between synchronicity and wishful thinking. It's, it a, very, hand hand? it's a very important question, Subra, because I've seen people and they say everything has a meaning. Nonsense. <laughs> you can go crazy if you think, oh, the sky is gray today and it's cloudy, therefore I'm feeling depressed. No wonder I'm feeling depressed, the sky sky is cloudy. You've got to use your intuition. Now, intuition and synchronicity are close together. Mm. So when Mm. something comes your way, you don't look at every single thing because otherwise you go crazy. You look at the things that are of significance to you. Okay. What does your intuition say? 
in terms of is this truly an answer to a question you're asking or it just happens that the clouds are gray and gloomy today and it's no big deal i mm. actually feel quite good so you've got to distinguish between those answers that are real so you've got to do that by discerning through your intuition okay and if something is truly got an answer for you mm. it will keep coming up right okay if i could give you an example yeah, if someone on. is wondering let's say they've been doing a certain job for such a long time because okay. Okay. and and they've always wondered if they should be doing something else and it can be just a sort of a, a general discontent with your job and that's fine so sometimes jo jobs get to be drudgery and you just got to face it sometimes and get on with it but it can be if you're feeling really 50 60 70 percent of the time that you don't really have any sense of meaning and you're unhappy at work mm. and then something comes along so a woman that you meet at a bus stop may suddenly tell you get into conversation and you say what do you do for a job and she says i'm a marketing manager and i really love marketing because it does this it does this it does this it does this and she sparks with such energy and such glow that you say to yourself, I don't feel that about mm. my job. Mm. But that's one clue. Right, okay. That it might be something that, you know, you meet somebody else and that gives you an idea. And then you think, yeah, I definitely am needing to change my job because I don't feel about my job how she feels. Mm. And then you just reflect on, you see a kid playing a piano. Right. And you reflect on the fact that you loved playing the piano when you were a child and a teenager and you gave it up. Mm. So you kind of start playing the piano again. You go out and buy a piano, you play the piano again. And as you're playing the piano, and so this maybe takes a few days and weeks and months to come to you. And as you're playing the piano, you realize that you enjoy introducing people to good music. Mm. And then the following week, you see an, a job advertised as events manager for a recording studio. Mm. And you realize that you and your love for music is a heck of a lot more satisfying than the current job you're in as a banker. Yeah. So sometimes, Subri, it can be things that come out of the blue, give you very specific answers. Or sometimes it can be a few clues over a period of time. Mm. And the, the thing why it's important, so I will go into one of the topics, which is quantum physics. Yes. Uh, that I had to dive into because yeah, where does all this come from? Exactly. And if, if you look at quantum physics, quantum physics tells us that we actually are not matter. You yeah. know, this this is matter. We are actually magnetic energy. Mm. So 99% of who we are and everything around us is magnetic energy. Mm. And and in the book that I'm now writing, nearly finished it around synchronicity, I've identified from my research, PhD research, nine keys mm. to understanding synchronicity one of the keys is about being fully in the present moment okay because if we are 99.9 percent magnetic energy and the world is around us then synchronicity happens more when we merge with the present moment because mm. when you merge with the present moment your energy can sense things around you more effectively yeah okay it's a difficult it's a difficult concept to grasp but literally if you're single 
and you're looking for a spouse, I'm sure you've had your friends say, there's somebody out there for you. Yeah. And literally what quantum physics tells us, quantum entanglement, is that person that's there out for you has a vibration. Mm. You have a vibration and you're looking for each other and that vibration somehow comes together mm. when you meet that person. Mm. So in our lives, we have little old wives' tales, as they call them, or little sayings that kind of like people say, when one door closes, another opens. Yeah. That's literally talking about quantum physics and synchronicity, because once you close the door on one relationship, so let's say you were in a relationship and it wasn't right for you, and mm. you knew it wasn't right, but you didn't want to say goodbye. When you finally say goodbye, you close the door on a certain energy, and by doing that, you open the door for another energy to come in. So people, to understand synchronicity, get used to, I'm talking to your listeners here as yes. well as you, get used to imagining that you are vibrating an energy mm. which interacts with the world outside you. And when you get used to doing that, synchronicity happens more. Okay, so one is being in the present moment because I, as soon as you said that, and I'm a bit more like in tune in the present moment, I can already feel the shift of my own energy just get that much stronger without delving so much into your book and giving it away because you obviously spent so much no time. <laughs> yeah. I have no problem giving it away, Supra, no problem giving I, it away. I would love to know more tips that, I mean, you said nine okay. you have. I've got, and they're divided into three th groups of three. Okay. So the first three, and don't forget, this comes from me interviewing 26 global leaders around the world right. on how synchronicity happened to them. So it's not just mm. me going and deciding of my own. It's actually taking evidence that was subject to good, rigorous, grounded theory, methodology, research. Love it. Mm. So the first group are mindsets okay. and attitudes. The second group are the process of how synchronicity happens. The third group are how you integrate that into your life. Okay. So, and what I did with this is I actually helped people think about how the process of synchronicity happens. So first of all, you gotta believe that there is something in this because very often when a synchronicity happens, you know, you want something and it turns up. If you say, ah, just coincidence, you close the door on it happening again. Yes. A fundamental aspect of synchronicity is to say, this is interesting, there's something in it. How come these things turn up? So be in the present moment. The second one is a really interesting one, which I've called access source. Mm. Okay. Now source means a belief that there is a certain source in the world that we can connect with that is outside of us. Yeah. We're moving into spirituality yes. and into religion. Yeah. So if you're a Christian, you would say that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because that's the energy of God in the universe. Different faiths will call it different things. But I'm very careful not to say that you must have a religious belief to belief in synchronicity. Agreed. But a lot of people these days say, look, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of people have had bad experiences growing up with their particular faith. Mm. That doesn't, though, mean that they don't still believe there's something outside of me. I meet very few people who say, this is all there is. When you die, you're gone and that's it. Mm. We seem to have as human beings belief in something outside of ourselves. So my second key of synchronicity that opens that door is a sense that there is more to this world than what we see. Yeah. Because synchronicity tells us somehow life is taking care of you. Mm. That if you have a particular time in your life when something turns up. So that's the second key. Another key in the process of synchronicity is, and this is an important thing, synchronicity happens when something comes out of the blue. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So in your everyday life, most of our lives are pretty predictable. Yeah. We catch a number nine bus. We get up at this place. We always walk this way. We go to our office this way. We stay until 1230. We have our lunch in the same place. All the predictable norms. You've got to kind of disrupt that everyday habit. Yeah. So I often say to people, if you want synchronicity to happen, try a different route to work. Mm. Because when you try a different route to work, you're actually activating the ability to notice new things. Yes. And so when something turns up, which is totally out of the blue and, and different from what you normally experience, that's synchronicity trying to get your attention. Yes, yes. So that key is about notice the unusual things, mm. follow up with those unusual things. Mm. You, may be, you may be at work, yeah. queuing up for coffee. And you keep watching, mm. with me. I keep seeing this other guy. Mm. Somehow I can't take my eyes off this other guy. Mm. And I don't know why. So as I come close to him, we're in the queue together, I'll say, hi, my name's Philip, who are you? What do you do? And then they give us an answer to something, which is a question we've been asking for a long time about how to approach a particular project. Mm. First, the out of the blue thing is, why am I keep looking at that guy? Or why does that guy seem to be coming along my path? Yeah. And that's the calling card of synchronicity. Unusual yeah. things that happen to you. And very often we just dismiss them. Yes. And say, yes. Oh, I don't know, something unusual. Who knows? Who cares? Yes. So for your listeners, when you are looking for something, just record what you pay attention to different to what you normally pay attention to. Mm. Ask me some more questions, Subri. Yeah, because there's some stories that I just want to really share very quickly. I think the lady yeah, who started Ziva Meditation, I don't know her her name. Emily, I think, is her first name. But she gave a story of something related basically to this. And she was talking about intuition specifically, about how when you do meditation, like lots of meditation, your intuition gets stronger because the bridge between the two hemispheres of the brain, the right and the left, there's a bridge between and that gets stronger. So obviously that means there's more coherence of the creative with the logical brain starting to work together. So if you have better brain activity, you can actually see and notice and make more clear decisions. So she said she was walking down the street and suddenly her brain went chocolate. And she was just like, okay, chocolate, chocolate. All right. Don't know why I need to think why chocolate suddenly is in my head, but fine. So she pops into the nearest cafe 
goes and looks at the menu and she's like, okay, chocolate. Well, and she's gluten free, so she's gluten intolerant. So she was looking at everything. She's like, I can't eat anything because everything's got gluten. So I don't know why I'm, you know, I clearly need to be here for whatever reason. And then she bumps into someone at the cafe that she hasn't met in a long time. And they were like, hey, how have you been? Da, 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 da. And that person was talking about like, oh, you know, I've been wanting to get into meditation or something like that. And then she was just like, oh, well, you should. And then she realized like mm. that's kind of one of the reasons why that thought of chocolate came in. And, you know, mm. and, and that's how it, yeah. yeah, and this happened to me a few days ago. I don't know if it's synchronicity, but maybe you can tell me, but my daughter turned three last Tuesday. Yeah. So one week ago and the very next day in the morning, I left the balloons at my parents' place. And so I had like three giant, you know, helium balloons of like color, rainbow colored, whatever. And they live on the seventh floor of, of the building. And I left it there and I get a message at around nine o'clock in the morning going, Oh, by the way, we opened the windows of the living room and the balloons hopped out of the window and flew away. Mm-hmm. And they're all together, like these, all these like four or five balloons that they are huge. And so, you know, they went down, they tried to look all over the condo and they couldn't find it. And, you know, they were just like, oh, we're so sorry. We feel so bad. Your daughter's going to be so sad. Maybe we should go and buy some more. So I was like, listen, let's just, let's just take a moment to breathe. We'll figure it out. Anyway, the shops are closed. We'll think about it in an hour when they open because it's still nine o'clock right so i'm like okay you know i'm really tired today i'm so exhausted now the balloons have gone like i've just all that money gone down the drain and she's so sad because that she loved those balloons i'm just gonna sit and meditate (laughs) so i sat and meditated i actually did a joe dispenza meditation for one of his events coherence i just sat and meditated and i was just i was just in my meditation like if these balloons are gonna come back to me they're gonna come back to me in the weirdest way and i'm just gonna leave it out there and just leave it so I was meditating and then the audio cut because I was getting a call. So I tried to look at my phone and I had actually sent a message to all the women in our condo saying, oh, if you see these balloons, they might be around the condo somewhere. Just please let me know. So I got a call from one of my friends, actually. And she's just like, are these your balloons? And I'm like, where, where are you? And she's like, I'm by the main road across near the temple and someone's tied your balloons on a cycle over here. Are these your balloons? And I was just like, yes. And this is right in the middle of the meditation that I'm doing this. And I had just left. I was like, if these are meant to come back, then they will come back in the funniest way. Of course, right, it, didn't, right. it, it didn't fly so far away, but it was outside of the condo by the main road. Like clearly had flown right. a while away. And she was on her regular morning walk with her daughter. So was that kind of like synchronicity in a way? It's a small, it's a small synchronicity, but it demonstrates the basic formula because it's like life will take care of you mm. yeah uh, if the balloons didn't come back that means they're with somebody else and yes. that person is probably enjoying them more than your daughter would have enjoyed them but it illustrates that when we are in meditative state very often and one of my keys by the way is coherence between head and heart mm. can we talk about that because i think a lot of people think that their head is actually their gut Right, so let me finish the thought, okay, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're so, so excited. excited. Head and heart, it can be gut. I mean, there is a lot of evidence that people talk about gut reaction and heart reaction. I think they're quite similar. Hmm. But what they are is physiological responses as opposed to thinking responses. And God gave us head and heart for a reason. Mm. Behind me here, your listeners may know, is the Heart Math campus in California, just escaped the California fires. Mm. They've done a lot of work to show us that 
the heart sends more messages to the brain than the other way around. Mm. That's been known for a long time. And what heart math have done is actually take that and begin to say, when your heart is in coherence, then it's sending messages to the brain, which regulate the brain through heart rate variability. Okay. No need to get into that. Yeah. Which make your decisions you make with your head also in coherence with your heart. So one of my keys of synchronicity is that when you're looking to attract something in your life or need something in your life, your head needs to be very clear, that's what I want. I want to find a new partner. Mm. Your heart needs to have a strong feeling image of already having that partner. Mm. So your head is saying, yep, I want a new partner. Your heart is feeling what it's like with the new partner. When these two come together in coherence, you're more likely to attract. And there is some research, we can't be definitive about this, but there is some research that says a coherent head and heart actually connect with the quantum field to bring that idea to you. So imagine that your head and is thinking and intending, your heart is feeling, and they come together. And when they come together, somehow they connect with an energy outside of you that brings that person, that thought to you. So something um, like the law of attraction, as people might it understand is the, it. Not, not like, it, it is, is the law of attraction. Right, right. okay. Yeah. I yeah. first got into my PhD, I wanted to actually study the law of attraction. Right. But I found that there wasn't much research on the science of the law of attraction. But then obviously I found synchronicity. Synchronicity is the same as the law of attraction. Right. Almost the same. When you, like I came back from a world tour mm. 20 years ago. I was 40 at the time, still unmarried. Mm -hmm. But saying to myself, I really would like that person in my life. Was the background noise in my life. Mm. And I came back from this world tour having done various trainings around the world. And I called my friend and said, how is your soul? We used to say those things to each other. Mm. And, and he said to me, oh, I'm fine. I began meditation. Mm. Now this was 6.30 one evening. I said, oh, where? And he told me where he started meditation. And I said, okay, you got the number. He gave me the number. I said, okay, bye. By then it was 6.45. I called this center and said, I hear you do meditation. When's the next one? And she said, how soon can you get here? It starts at 7.30. 7.30, I drove to this place near Holland Village, mm. began the meditation or walked into the place. Then I looked across the room and saw this gorgeous woman. I didn't do any meditation that <laughs> night, but I watched this gorgeous woman. Long story short, she's now my wife. Mm. So here's a need in my life. I really, it's time to really share my life with that special person. How is your soul? My soul is fine. I began meditation. I go to the class that happened to be on that night. So within an hour from 6.30 to 7.30, mm. I met the woman of my dreams. Mm. So that's synchronicity, mm. which means that somehow my own personal vibration was ready yeah. to meet the love of my life. Okay. Yes. And if you weren't ready, would it have taken longer, do you think? 
who knows who knows <laughs> I'm, I'm very i'm very comfortable to say i don't know because mm. you know i did my phd based on the knowledge that we have so far mm. and it seems to me that quantum physics and quantum entanglement explains how synchronicity happens we may have a new theory coming out in five years time that says something else but all i'm saying is that why synchronicity stays despite many scientists there trying to disprove it and mm. they try to disprove it because it doesn't follow logical scientific pattern but why synchronicity stays is these stories continue to stay mm. and they can sometimes super be very specific i was running my business which is why i'm focused on synchronicity and leadership i'm running my business 10 minutes before four one afternoon in the 1993 i think it was I look at my books and I say, I need $15,000 to balance the books this month. Mm. Four o'clock, the phone goes. It's a colleague of mine from Amsterdam. Philip, I've been asked to go to Beijing next week. I can't go. Will you go for me? And I happen to be free. He says, the good thing, the money's good, is $15,000. No, my God. Ten, ten minutes before four, I need $15,000. Four o'clock, the phone rings, here's $15,000. Oh my gosh. So th these things happen. And a lot of people, when I, when I do my talks and I'm now, you know, I got yesterday, I got requests from the States, two more requests from the States to go and talk about my upcoming book and synchronicity. When these things happen, a lot of people say to me with these stories, yeah, but you're somebody different, Phil, you studied this mm. all your life. Mm. I say, not true, not mm. true. This happens to all of us. It's our birthright. Mm. All of us have intuition. Mm. All of us have this ability to connect with something outside of ourselves. We just need to believe that we can, and we just need to follow the breadcrumbs. I noticed you talked about Joe Dispenser. A term he uses sometimes is to follow the breadcrumbs mm. in terms of what is life bringing your way in order for you to focus on and follow. Why do you think people don't follow their intuition oh because we've been all conditioned we've been yes. conditioned by newtonian physics yes yeah newtonian physics says me matter you your matter mm -hmm. is separate from everything else mm. the world is a place where everything is separate now isaac newton developed so many great things yes. because of that and we're so grateful for that but quantum physics tells us we're not separate Mm. So we have such a strong belief that we are logical, we are separate, we are mechanisms, mm. we are separate from each other, and maybe afterlife doesn't happen anyway and we die and that's it. But we now fundamentally understand that we are connected. But so strong is the influence of Newtonian physics, mm. it literally influenced every area of life. And we have phrases, right? Yeah, I'm sure your mum and dad said to you, Whatever you do when you go to a party, don't talk about politics and religion. Yes. If you don't talk about politics and religion and sex, that's the other thing. Yes. But what is there to talk about? Yeah. Those are the most interesting things, but we've been conditioned not to focus on these great unanswered questions because we are so focused on logic. Mm. So we actually, those that say to you, there is no synchronicity, it's all coincidence. Yeah. They're basically saying, I believe Isaac Newton more than I believe quantum physics. Right. And do you think it's possibly because of fear 
somewhere that they're not because they no longer have control over their life because then life is happening. I'm sure that's something of it. We don't listen to our intuition. Mm. So, for example, if you're unhappy in your marriage, mm. you try and ignore it. Mm. Because if you took seriously the fact that you've been with this person for, you know, 30 years and you really are not happy, then you've got to do something about it, mm. which might mean that you've got to make changes yourself. It might even mean you've got to leave your partner and you'd rather not face that. So you put down those promptings. And when you put down those promptings, you put them down so much that they don't begin to happen anymore. Yeah. Mm. And then a crisis may come and then you have to face it. But yeah, I, I think that people are really a little bit afraid of following their promptings of intuition that lead to synchronicities because it might mean their life has to change so much mm. and that they don't want to do that. Mm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are definitely afraid of change, especially given the circumstances. There's so many changes that are going on, especially now. But I mean, all throughout life, all, all so many times, you know, throughout every decade, there's been so many changes. Safety is the problem, I think, um, mm. Subra. We like a safe life. Many yeah. of us like a life that doesn't change because it's comfortable. Mm. And if we listen to the promptings of our own intuition, which may lead to synchronicity, then it will take us out of safety. Mm. I once was privileged to ask a question of Lee Kuan Yew, mm. great, great leader, because I was facing at the time companies, the Singaporean staff wouldn't go overseas for jobs overseas. And I said to him, why do you think that Singaporeans don't want to go overseas? And Lee Kuan Yew in his usual wise fashion said, I think we've made Singapore too comfortable. Now, if you're living in a comfort area, and who wouldn't want to live in comfortable Singapore? It's great. But there has to be times when you move beyond that comfort, mm. and a lot of people are afraid of doing that. Mm. And, and very, See, I think that synchronicity is a prompting that actually leads you to live a more authentic life. Yeah. More authentic meaning something to do with your life that really fits who you are. All of us mm. are born different with different gifts. And I think that in life, the main role in life is to actually become who we're supposed to become. Mm. And simplicity prompts us to do that. If we're afraid of becoming our authentic self, we don't listen. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm so, okay. I'm so cognizant of time though, because I, I feel like we should keep going, but then I also don't want to... Don't want to keep pushing the envelope too much and we can leave some more for another time, yeah, yeah. maybe. We can, we, can we can talk again later. Which which unanswered questions do you have that you'd like to just focus on? If we have 10 minutes left, I believe. I think there's two main questions that I think I'd like if you have the answers to of it. Is You have a background of marriage counseling and, and relationships, you know, counseling and therapy. And in terms of with synchronicity and that, if partners are facing issues, obviously new parents, you know, a child comes in and saying a lot of the times they're going to start facing their oppositions to the way they, you know, their belief systems, how they want to raise children, all of that kind of stuff. And it must feel a bit harder to maybe, maybe in my head, it feels a bit harder to apply synchronicity of expecting your partner to go your way. Or, you know, so, so that you start having a bit more harmonious relationship that way. I don't know, is there a way 
for couples <laughs> to apply? How could synchronicity work for people that are engaged in a relationship to have That's a, a big question? I mean, it's a simple, it's a big question. But it's a simple question. Yeah. Cause it still applies. I mean, in relationships, when stuff happens, if both people are willing to take a rain check on the relationship, then it works. But if one of the partners is wanting to grow spiritually mm. and the other partner couldn't be bothered, doesn't want to look at issues, then that's going to cause difficulty. And very often in our world, as you probably know better than me, Subra, a lot of those issues come down to male, female. Yeah. That I think there are situations where a woman will say, I want to be more than wife and mother. I've got so much more talent. And I know it's not true so much anymore because many great women are leaders. The world should have many great more women leaders because the men have made a mess of the world. When one of the partners, and it could be the guy, hmm. wants to actually be more of who they think they are supposed to be than the role that they've got as husband and father, then if the other partner doesn't share that, that can be difficult. So for couples, it takes the willingness for both partners to stop and actually look at what's happening. So take COVID. Every parent, every couple needs to reassess what COVID is teaching them about what they need to do in their relationship. And a lot of times, especially the scenario where one spouse has been working nine to five and the other spouse is looking after the kids. Then suddenly they're at home together all the time. There's a lot more irritation going on. Now, a couple that says, yeah, we've had a lot of difficulties since COVID. We've had a lot more arguments. Let's just sit down together. And I still do this with couples. Let's sit down together and say to each other what we want from each other, what we find difficult with each other and what we want from each other. If both are willing to listen to that and adjust their behavior accordingly, fantastic. Mm. If they're not, then there are gonna be continuous problems. Mm. So in terms of synchronicity, synchronicity is about believing that the world wants you to be more than what you currently are. And the events and people that come into our life out of the blue prompt us to look at those issues. Mm. So if a couple doesn't want to do that, then they're in trouble, mm. okay. I think. Yeah. Does that give you a bit of an answer? A little bit, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think for just those who are tuning in, I think a lot of them, obviously, if they are in relationships or are having to engage with people in relationships of like, whether it's work culture, or whether it's actual intimate relationships with their partner who they're married to, mm. sometimes, looking for you know tuning into their intuition can be quite difficult especially if they feel like oh i have someone else to also bring into the mix or i have to like how am i ever going to expect that person to change because that would be how my life gets better whatever and all that kind of stuff so i'd rather say it's not about tuning into your intuition mm. intuition happens whether you listen to it or not right it's about am i going to listen to it and do something about it because mm. our life precedes whatever we do like you get up you do stuff if you begin each day with saying 
yeah, I've got trouble, I've got difficulties, but do you know something? Today, there's going to be a fantastic answer that will move me mm. in a better direction in my life. If you have that belief, so one of my keys to synchronicity is belief in possibility. Mm. So quantum physics tells us or introduces us to possibility mm. because quantum entanglement and particles are unpredictable. They can do whatever they want and go wherever they want. Right. Newtonian physics tells us the world is like a clock. Mm. God wound up the clock and it's going to stay the same ticking along. Yeah. Whereas quantum physics introduces to the notion your life can be totally different to what you currently experience it to be and can lead you down paths that can be exciting. If you don't have that thought and if you're afraid of things being different, your marriage is going to stay the same and you're going to push under all of the difficult feelings that you have because if you confronted your partner with what it is you're feeling, it could be an argument and I don't like arguments, so let me just push it under and just get on with doing the dishes or get on with going to work, whatever it might be, yeah. and therefore you never change. Mm, okay. I think if I could ask two more questions, last two, last two, I promise. Sure, last two. sure, sure. As, <laughs> as many as you like. You said you interviewed 26 leaders on your research of synchronicity. What is the one out of the 26? I'm sorry, you have so many, so many inspiring stories, but could you give us one, like one of the most that rings in your head right now off the top of the head that is a synchronicity story that you could share of how synchronicity worked for them? Yeah, I can give you one of my own stories. Yes, and yours, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, many different things happen, but I'll give you two before okay. we finish. Yeah. The first one is to do with meeting John Denver. Okay. You know John Denver, the country singer? No. Country Rose. Ah, yes, okay. Yes, I know the song. <laughs> I always ask this question, I forget there's a generation gap. I'm 70 years old now, and I Don't remember John Denver, and I love all his songs. I went to a seminar when I was thinking about getting married, where the songs of John Denver were played. And he has beautiful songs, love songs and meaning of life songs. And it moved me so much, I said, time to get married. Mm. I already knew who I was gonna ask, I said, it's time to ask her. And it's the same person I met at the meditation class. And so there I was on Friday evening saying, I wanna say thank you to John Denver. Okay because his songs moved me so much mm. to confirm wanting to get married. How do I get hold of John Denver? Who the heck knows? It's Friday night. Saturday morning, I opened the newspaper, Straits Times, John Denver in Singapore next week. No. <laughs> okay. I told a friend of mine who'd been at the seminar this story, and in the afternoon, I got a phone call from somebody who says, you don't know me, but I'm the sales manager of the hotel where John Denver is staying. I hear you want to get a message to him. So I did a fact, yep. I sent a fax. This sales manager had the fax in her hand and said, how do we get hold of John Denver? The elevator lift opened, there was John Denver. Mr. Denver, I have a message from a fan of yours. Sunday evening, John Denver called me at home. No, now, okay. Friday evening, I wanna say thank you to John Denver. 48 hours later, John Denver called me. Mm. Now. So that's clearly a synchronicity. <laughs> yes. What does it say to me? Mm. It says your decision to get married and ask this woman to marry you confirmed. Yeah. It's the right way to go. Yeah. So I asked her and she said yes. Mm. So, so, so that's one song. But 
The, the, the other thing, and I noticed one question we haven't, we, we got to talk again, Sue, because yes. I, I love talking to you. Thank and you. there are other questions. Yes. How is synchronicity linked to spirituality? Yes. Now, I think it's clearly linked to spirituality. And spirituality is about, more than anything, the belief that there is a connection to an energy, God, whatever you want to call that energy, outside of our normal day-to-day -day life. That there is purpose, mm. um, there is an energy, there is a force. Now, I was appearing on Singapore TV, okay, which I sometimes do, used to do, to answer questions about the news. It's called Views on the News. And so they'd basically, at seven in the morning, you'd be live on TV and they'd ask you questions okay. about local news. Mm. So that meant that you had to get to the studio at six in the morning yeah. to look at the, the news for that day, which meant that you had to wake up at five in the morning. And so that particular morning, there I was preparing, you know, putting a tie on, which I don't normally do at five in the morning. And then I picked up my phone and my phone, it said, message from your dad. Huh? My dad had passed away two years before. Okay. I opened the email. It was from a psychic, professional psychic friend of mine in the States. And she said, Phil, your dad has been bothering me for the last few days to get a message to you. Okay. Here's the message. And so my dad, she'd somehow, as a psychic, Channel. downloaded a message from my dad. Mm -hmm. The message said, hello, son, how are you? I hope you're fine. I'm very well. We do a lot of dancing where I am, whatever that meant. <laughs> nice. And then it said, I noticed that you're doing a lot of work on the television box. I'm proud of you. You're going to do more of that work. Now, here I am, five in the morning in Singapore, about to go to the TV studio. And I get a message from my dad saying, I'm proud of the work you're doing on the television box. He used to call television, television box, mm. his day. Mm. So that's authenticating the message. But think about this, Subra. It meant that here I am in Singapore, somehow my dad who'd passed away two years before knew what I was doing mm. and was able at the right time to get me a message to say that my work on the TV he thought was good. So synchronicity we talk about in terms of answering day-to-day -day questions in the here and now. Mm. Synchronicity also takes us to the spiritual dimension. Yeah. So that I'm able now to know, yeah, my dad's passed on, but he can still see me and he can still communicate with me. Mm. And that blew my mind. So yeah. we don't know exactly what synchronicity is. We, we know a little bit more because there's research into it, but it's fundamentally, I think, concerned with the spiritual dimension in life and our ability to attract to us an energy or a force or people that will help us on our way. Wonderful. Wow. That, I mean, yes, just like goosebumps going all over. This is, that's so amazing. And I think just one final question that I think we have to probably wrap this up with is, which I'm very sad. I think we should have more conversations. We're going to have another conversation at some point. Okay. Cause we haven't obviously talked about, we haven't talked about a few things on the list, but I think just for today, could you just share what is the shift that you want to create with your work? 
guess what? Introduce people to the reality of synchronicity because I say, and this is, this is I think, an original quote, behind every synchronicity is a miracle waiting to happen. Mm. All of us go through life, in personal life and in leadership, in organizations, where we think we're on our own and we think we've got to figure it all out. Yeah. So my mission in life is to actually help people create partnership between head and heart. We need both in order to figure out that there is this system that we can actually tap into that helps us to lead more fulfilling lives, both in our families and in the workplace. Mm. So to help people think about how to create more miracles in their lives by tapping into the power of synchronicity. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. So I think on that wonderful note, we're going to have to end today's episode. But I just wanted to thank Dr. Philip Mary so much for coming on today and sharing all of that wonderful, like mind-blowing information. And mm. I think everyone can really take away that truly their life is actually in their hands if they really, really pay attention to the synchronicities that are happening. And, and we need more stories, Subra. So if you mm. could, when you send this out, if you could put my email and my website, yes. I'm collecting stories and every story increases the power of understanding synchronicity. So yes. if you could do that for me, that would be great. Absolutely, yes. So listeners, whoever is tuning in, if you're listening, if you have stories about synchronicities that have shown up in your life, and maybe I'll, I'll share one later in, in some of the rah-rah before we release this episode on, on Instagram about how my parents met, for example, because that's also a very synchronicity type thing. For listeners, if you can share the synchronicities that have happened in your life, if you can share it in the comments below, if you can email us, write to us, write to Philip directly, we're going to provide those details in the show notes. Or if you can comment on the Instagram page when we're posting it there, that would be fantastic. We'd always be up and very, very willing to hear from all of you about the synchronicities in your life. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much, Philip. Thank you so much, really. Thank you for today. And thank you. And let's speak soon. Absolutely. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you.